Orb presents Home is Where the Hate Is. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. This is Jeremy Greer. Welcome, Jeremy. Welcome. Hi, fellas. It's nice to be back here. Hey, hey, fellas. Uh, yeah, we're back for season three with Jeremy, our first uh, repeat guest. Yeah. Welcome back. First and last. I'm going to salt the earth behind me. <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd think that, but repeat guests are going to be the order of the day because I don't know that many people who like the Venture Brothers. <laughs> I thought I knew more. <laughs> the, uh, that's what happens when you do a trendy recap show of a show that uh, is this old. Yep. <laughs> so... The, um, yeah. yeah, people's reaction is, "Oh, that show! I, I, I remember seeing a couple episodes." Of yeah, that. I, I like, yeah, watch, yeah. I, I couldn't really get into it, but cool, <laughs> you know. So the the people who are into it are real into it, and the other people are uh, just living their lives. <laughs> I feel know? like it's a it's like a test of friendship. Like if you if you throw out Venture Brothers, either and it has to be that they've either never seen it or that they love it. Because if there's any middle ground, I'm like, oh, you're probably not that cool of a person. Like yeah. you didn't follow this for over a decade, <laughs> like I did. So. It's because it, uh, it made it work for you. It made it tough. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna take these multi year breaks. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, why this episode? The villains. It's 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 all the villains. Yeah. I love this episode so much. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a really good episode, I believe. Yeah, a little it's, bit of a successor to uh, Tag Sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is another one of my favorites. Um, I, I love the the setup of this with hatred taking over as the as the ventures. Um, <clears throat> antagonist, his villain, whatever, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. his arch. And uh, I just, I love all of the stuff. Like the Moppets get really old to me eventually. Like I kind of, I kind of lose a lot of affection for them. But in this episode, I think they are be- at their Moppet best. So early on, they're really good. Like they, they're <laughs> yeah. fun for a while. And then they, they, uh, I feel like they leave like five episodes after they should have, <laughs> you know, exactly. like they, they stick around just yeah. a little bit too long. The, the big thing, I don't know if, if what you, what you guys all think about this, but one of the reasons why I like this episode a lot is because, uh, as, as a noted Sergeant Hatred defender, uh, the thing that I like about Sergeant Hatred is the, the purity of when he's not talking about his horrible problem Yeah, that I don't blame anybody for being really squirked out by and not accepting at all. Yeah. But when he's just like, you know. Oh, the misses, you know, how do you do like that, that kind of stuff? I think is just great. Mm-hmm. I think that's very sweet and funny. And I like how competent he is during this. I like his monologue to the monarch yep. at the end. <laughs> I think that, that like that, that part of him is, is very fun. And it ends up feeling like the part that survived after everything else got boiled away. And it just takes a long time yeah. for them to get these, uh, get the, the molestation jokes out of their system. It's like two seasons. Mm-hmm. I can't. Re- I can't remember. Is this the first time we see hatred without a shirt on? The, this is where oh, we yeah, learn that the D yeah. is his dick, right? Because that is <laughs> one of my favorite, like, non-explained, like, just visual gags that I've ever seen. Like, I was watching it again today, and I just I, every time it gets me. Like, the it, fact that it's not just the H on his face that it goes all the way down to heaven is just so fucking hilarious <laughs> to me. Yeah. In the commentary, well, Andy they, never removes it. Yeah. <laughs> In the commentary, mm-hmm. they talk about they, how they wish they would have waited longer to make that reveal. <laughs> Mm. yeah really yeah because it's a well it's also this is they had it was late for them because uh the episode order like they wrote this in the season Mm. uh it reminds me there's a very funny uh michael cooperman comic where it's about it's like a fake ad for buying stencils for pubic hair so you you like stencil and do put these cool shapes in your pubic hair. Yeah. And like it was like, you know, here, get get uh, uh the you know, Mr. from Welcome Back Cotter. You get the stars of Welcome Back Cotter, get all these things. And then Gabe one of them was like Gabe Kaplan. And then the last one is like, this one's about a guy who finds out his dad was a werewolf. It started as a novel, but I thought it'd be better as a pubic hair like, stencil. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think about that whenever I think about uh, Sergeant Hadrian's uh, dick uh, D. Yeah. Like, oh. um, yeah, uh, this, this episode is written by both the boys, Jackson and Doc, uh, aired June 22nd, 2008. Yeah. Um, this is our uh, proper introduction to Sergeant Hatred. Uh, we got an off-model version of him in uh, uh, Cremation Creek Part 1. 
Um, mm-hmm. And we got we got to see him kind of before his uh, proper hatredification. Um, uh, uh, be last, episode. last episode. Yeah, yeah. During yeah. Invisible Hand. Um, and uh, this is where we get to see him in his uh, his full glory. This is kind of a spotlight episode for him. Um, and uh, this also kind of establishes the dynamic. You have uh, the monarchs just searing jealousy and inability to adapt to adventureless life. Yeah, yeah. a big theme of this season mm-hmm. and the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the uh, as you mentioned, the episode order. This was written late in the season, even though it appears pretty early. Um, so they they were in this point where they kind of written a lot of stuff with certain hatred, but hadn't really filled in the origins and the gaps. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they knew that where the monarch lived. You know, in Phantom Limb's old house, but. W- how, what was it like when you moved in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> searing, searing questions the world needs to know. Yeah, the, the origins of who moved that specific box. Um, we get to find out. It was yeah. henchmen. How did the henchmen misspell linens? I have to know. <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when we got off model Sergeant Hatred, uh, Brendan Small voiced him. Uh, that was their original plan. Uh, but then, uh, just the, the the discussion both in the art book and in the uh, and in the commentary about like the the development of Sergeant Hatred, like, is super charming because you can tell they have a lot of affection for this character. Like, they just kept on riffing about around him and made up the voice and started saying stuff as him. Like, oh, we ha- like we have to keep this in house. This has to be us because nobody else can like capture this history that we've just improvised and developed on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. The I and the idea is fundamentally again, I'm not legitimately asking anybody who's bothered by the child molestation stuff to put that away. Right, it's right. a big lift. You know? <laughs> uh, but if you can imagine as a thought experiment putting that away, the idea of a character who is, you know, this villain, but it's just his job, you know, uh lived you know, hate to live, but don't live to hate, mm-hmm. uh, as a philosophy is real like a really good idea for a character. Yeah. You know, like the the kind of like punch clock, consummate professional, <laughs> uh, you know, good old boy villain. Yeah. You know, and he makes like a great contrast with the monarch, uh, who's who's a you know a, a absolute black sheep, <laughs> you know, lone wolf kind of guy. I was I was about to bring up that contrast because you know also the military theming gives it a little bit more of like a orderly. You know, <clears throat> we're 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 just hating you on a schedule today, kind of kind of situation <laughs> uh, versus the pure chaos that is the the monarch, and they they delve into that really well in this episode when you know <clears throat> Venture <laughs> is just asking, oh wait, do you're not going to just show up and ruin my book party? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I also love how quickly Rusty gets over it too. Like he's just back to being annoyed. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's grateful for a moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, but then he's annoyed by the red tape. Right. right. Uh, I had a, when I worked at uh, Fred Meyer during retail, when I first moved out to Portland, uh, the supervisor of my department was a real Sergeant hatred looking dude <laughs> who had like a big barrel chested, like patch on the back really hard. You know, extremely like if if we had become friends as opposed to just like me resenting him for not letting me grow a beard <laughs> and timing my shits, uh, he would have brought me okra. Like yeah. it would have been that kind of thing. He talked about the misses. You know, it was it was very Sergeant Hatredy. I had one of these guys as a customer for a little while. He was mm. one of the mm. meter readers at a utility that we do business with and just riding around in a truck with them. It was all like war stories and how much the government sucks nowadays compared to everything else. And then like all of the conservative <laughs> stuff that you can probably oh, imagine in that. Um, but just the vibe, like just everybody's your best friend, except mm-hmm. you know the government. But like any person you meet <laughs> is just your best friend yeah. unless they are yeah. the government. <laughs> yeah. Or if they're a minority, you let them know. Hey, I'm aware you're a minority, <laughs> but you're still okay. It's you know, so good. You're good for no one of those. between us. It's, it's you know? Yeah. But yeah, you know, oh, hell, you're all right. You know, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. Like doing, doing you a favor of saying you're, you're okay. Um, behavior, I think, is, is reprehensible in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a cartoon character, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. I just, I, I love hearing them talk about how he's just this fundamentally good person who outgrew his job, but like is still there. You know, like the, them just talking about because of the timing of when they were writing this, like, you know, uh, oh, let's take the hover tank and, you know, bring some supplies 
to the Hurricane Katrina victims and stuff. Like, I just watched When the Levee Broke <laughs> by Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those poor people. It's, it's a four-episode docu-series. You guys um, ever seen Trimmy? Is that what you said? I'm, I'm not really sure. It's a Cajun dialect down there. Yeah. It's a little slower than The Wire, but... Um, the, <laughs> Yeah, just like a, a sweet man, yeah, you know, uh, who happens to have the most vile problem that somebody can have. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. They, it's it's impossible I, to forget because that's yeah, it, it's huge. They yeah. use it as a punchline too much. Yeah, um, it's weird because me and Autumn like raced ahead after y'all started the podcast, so we've already finished <laughs> the series. And like in later seasons, he is definitely not this guy. And I much prefer this dude than I mean, not with all of the molestation stuff, but I prefer this kind of attitude than the kind of simpering, like bad, not bad, but like just incompetent, like broken man. Yeah, ineffectual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They break him. Like, like by the time I don't remember if y'all do spoilers on this, I think so. But like by the time they get to New York and they're he's like manning the security or whatever, it's just such a joke. And mm-hmm. I, I I don't genuinely like feel bad for the guy. I just like why are you wasting my time? Like you've got all mm-hmm. of this really great Dean and Sam Dean and I almost said Sam and Dean <laughs> Dean and Hank stuff happening. Why are you Why are you doing Why do I even have to bother with hatred anymore? Mm-hmm. Like just get rid of yeah. it. Yeah, I, I would have retired the character since I had nothing to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. there you know at that point um breaking him like having him you know his arc of genuinely trying to be a good person like he gets fully converted mm-hmm. you know like he he's in the guild like the last when we got introduced to him this season he was like an undercover agent for the osi you know and he gets fully converted and just joins the venture family like in a in a way that is you know, he, he's lost his wife. He lost his job. Like, he's not really defined by anything. And it's, like, kind of sweet to have him grasping for anything. Mm-hmm. And then because the show, which as much as I love it, and I think that it has moments of, like, great heart, can be pretty mean-spirited. Yeah. They just leave him down there. I mean, You know, yeah. he, he never comes back. Like... I kind of read it as, like, Rusty's self-hatred just rubbing off on him, you know? Like, it's a, <laughs> if you don't, if you're, if you're not walking in with the strength of character and the, uh, you know, kind of, kind of just basically being a Greek god like Brock, that environment probably would break you. It, the things that break him are all, it's, it's monarch shit and then Princess Tiny Feet. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it, it's, he gets broken very specifically by losing... His yeah. stuff he didn't he had before this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh it's, yeah, and and losing his medication that one time, oh, of course, yeah, you know? yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's uh it just you know it can be part of something like Rusty's orbit, mm-hmm. you know, destroys people because like we also get you know Brock ends up having like a low moment, yeah, at the end of the season and the next one as well, like you know that all the legacy of Jonas Venture Senior, <laughs> you know, carries on through generations, caustic, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the boys, uh, Hammer Republic, they wish this episode was more popular. Uh, they take every opportunity they can uh, to talk about how good this looks, and it does look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does. Yeah, like they introduce a whole bunch of new uh, background characters because they kind of had the same uh, stable of extras uh, ever since Tag Sale, so they threw some more people mm-hmm. in. Like you look at Sergeant Hatred's place, like it is full of like really good details. And we like, you know, there are rooms that they talk about that we didn't get, like his his war room where it's like Lego figures and trash that he's like set up in these fake wars, you know, like they they, they put in the Henry Darger stuff pretty much right away before they like yeah. straight up allude to it later on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, you know, I'm looking forward to that being in a deleted scene, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, which they, they, they hint at in the commentary. Um, there's a working title for this called My Dinner with Hatred. Um that they did not use yeah. and said went with uh, what I would say is probably a better yeah, yeah. title, but you know, they're both fine. Um, I don't listen to the commentary, but like when they talk about the episode not being popular, is that just like feedback from the fans? Like, like, do they just, cause I can't imagine like going up to, you know, either one of these guys and being like, Oh man, I love the venture brothers, except for season three, episode three. I think he really <laughs> yeah. missed the ball on that one. It's, it's really fucking Dr. Quimmed it with this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I think like, like their basis is like message board chatter, which they seem really yeah. tuned into at that point. And also like, well, what gotcha. they explicitly say is like, Oh, this isn't, any, this isn't anybody's favorite 
favorite episode. And throughout the, the throughout the commentary, when they're not dropping the 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 the, the teaser for trans people, um, they um they, they uh, kind of like poke holes at the slow pacing of this, while they still also you know really enjoy the look of it and the script. To, to clarify, that's not something that happens in all the commentaries. Yes. Like that's something that happens in this in, one. In this, and the discussion one, around yeah. it is actually like interesting because yeah. they're not dropping it in a hateful way. They're kind mm-hmm. of like analyzing Brock's character. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, oh, like Brock was never, you know, it always seems more bothered than the rest of the characters by Dr. Girlfriend. Yeah, it's his, it's his insecurity. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's kind of like an interesting nuanced conversation that gets tanked by them using a slur Yeah, that, you know, I did not know was a slur at the time this was recorded. Yeah. My ignorance is no excuse. Their ignorance is no excuse. Mm-hmm. Don't use that word. Uh, but you yeah. know, they, they are not just doing it to make, you know, make fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I just want to clarify that because I know that I'm the person who jumps on hand grenades to defend these guys. Uh, you know, listen, yeah. the show about the child molesting with all those jokes about this is, but the, uh, yeah. you know, it just, it, the character, the, the commentaries are not just like a nonstop. Yeah. No, no, no. It just, it was part, it was, it was part of that conversation. The only reason I brought it up is just because it was like, Ugh, it really stuck out. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it totally sucks to hear. It's just like, yeah. oh man, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going through the same thing listening to a hip hop podcast where <clears throat> a guy interviews uh, LP and it makes me like delve into the music. Like all it's some of the stuff that I hadn't heard from LP LP is one half of run the jewels. If you didn't mm-hmm. know. Um, and it's that dude is just not afraid to use like the hard arsenal yeah. at any point, like yeah. song titles and, and everything. And I'm like, Ugh. but like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the moldy peaches went back and like re-recorded a bunch of music because they did that. And like, I don't know. I don't expect LP to do that, but it still just really sticks out to you now. It's a weird thing. 20, 21 yeah. years, you know, yeah. stuff doesn't always yeah. age. Yeah. You know? It's true. Yeah. Uh, this starts off um, with a paper boy biking through a supervillain neighborhood. This is our first <laughs> appearance of Malice, um, a town called Malice, which is a reference to the jam. Um, and we're getting kind of cameos from a bunch of these different villains. Uh, and the kind of twist is when he turns his head, it turns out he's a robot. Yeah. Um, we're later going to see the robot uh, doorman of this gated community. Um, <laughs> the supervillain super community uh, run by robots. Yeah. Um, I would take a spinoff in this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just every episode about a different house yeah uh the the mm-hmm. mark calls us he says, says like boca raton on halloween or something like that he's he's just yeah. he, he's he's he was over it before it even started he hates the button up gated community community kind of thing he also hates living in phantom limbs old house like he's burning the bed because he cannot tolerate the idea that doctor doctor girlfriend slept with him there <laughs> so he starts yeah. out on a real uh on real note, though he th- th- though he is accurate in saying it is unacceptable that uh, Phantom Limb has a copy of the secret. <laughs> they look like the secret on the show. Uh, that's a you know this is something we point out before, but the monarch being over it right here makes him a good really good foil for Rusty. Mm-hmm. Like they're both part of the game, you yeah. know. And Monarch definitely finds the death rays and shit cool, but he also has this disdain for the rules and the pageantry of it. Yeah. Like he has a genuine hate, but he doesn't like any of this this shit the same way that Doc doesn't. Yeah, yeah. he's only in it to, in it for the venture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's totally like he he you know he's he hates having to live in this town the same way Doc hates having to fill out those forms. Yeah, you know they're all just playing the parts. <laughs> um, Doctor Girlfriend's trying to console him, like, oh, you know, uh, Sergeant Hatred's nearby, like. You're friends with him, and Manta Claus is there. You love Manta Claus, um, you know. He's, uh, yeah, before I learned, he had a little scuba tank, and his claws are made of Sculpey. Um, Sculpey would not work as a claw. Nope, that's just fun to use, but it's yeah, yeah. fragile. <laughs> but yeah, Monarch is like, oh, I only hung around with Sergeant Hatred, so my henchmen could rob him blind, uh, which is mm-hmm. a fun throwaway joke from season two that ends up turning into Sergeant Hatred's whole motivation for revenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love this part where we actually get introduced to Sergeant Hatred proper, <laughs> like the the smoke, the red smoke, the burning the H in the grass, <laughs> um, <laughs> deep. And, you know, don't worry if a man comes out, it's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, what have they been teaching you in that pod? Man? <laughs> the commentary like uh, sheds light on that. That's apparently like a real quote from a woman who thought she saw an alien or something. Yeah. 
right? Oh, like it's, wow. it's, it's okay. weird. Yeah, it's this weird story from like a news story or something like that. Like they mm-hmm. lifted that, which I was really surprised. Yeah. By uh, I mean, I guess out of the two boys, I'd imagine Dean would be the more Jesusy of the two. <laughs> Yeah, but he, the hatred rolls up, and he's doing everything short of blaring right of the Valkyries out of the uh, out of the stereo. Yeah, uh, you know, just just great. You know, shows up and just gets the boys uh, asters <laughs> or dad around, and we get their our title screen. Uh, and I love how we don't see the action again, Venture Brothers. Like you don't get to see the cool thing that happens, <laughs> which we just get to see the pan across uh, all of the different uh, all of his uh, henchmen. What are what are Sergeant Hatred's people called? Oh, they're the um, uh, ma- Malice Knots or something like that. Yeah, ma- Malice Malice Troops or ma- like yeah, like something something like that. Um, but just like absolutely destroyed by Brock, <laughs> missing limbs and stuff, just limping back to the tank. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, God! And Brock just like just standing beside Rusty panting. and just panting, <laughs> like <laughs> covered in blood, is just really, really funny. <laughs> just like he has murdered his way through this place and is now exhausted because of it. It's just super funny. Yeah, it was a, it was a threat mismatch. Like they're they're inside and Rusty's apologizing for Brock's overreaction. Like I don't know, it seems pretty man, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh, you know, uh, so the uh, you know he's taking him inside. Uh, here to have this, uh, the, the howdy do, uh, <laughs> here. Um, you know, here's a basket of howdy do okra, which, which I fucking love the okra thing. Yeah. It grows the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and okra is a weird food. Like you can fry that and dip it in a remoulade and it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Otherwise it's something in like a nutrient slime. Yeah. Like a, yeah. something like a yeah. stringy slime yeah. you can have, it's, like, it's um, pretty gross. It's even better because he's like, I don't can't stand the stuff myself, but you know, he grows the hell on it. Like he doesn't even eat it. He yeah. just grows it. <laughs> I, I, God, I love the idea of a basket of how do you do? That is so fun. Uh, like in the the commentary and the book, they both mentioned at a convention, a fan came up to them dressed as Sergeant Hatred, and did the whole routine. Like yeah. gave them a basket of okra, it wrapped in the mylar and everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super sweet. Yeah. Uh, Hatred is really excited to be arching Doctor Venture. You know, this is later revealed to be an act. Like he knows, you know, when he when he talks to the monarch about how he how he's going to treat him. Yeah. But he's yeah. like very excited because that name has you know such cachet. Yeah. You know, he puts the pro in protagonist. Like, mm-hmm. Arctic uh, Adventure is a big deal. <laughs> you know, a couple episodes after the uh, after General Man Hours took a dump on the uh, on on the moving moving walkway. Not not literally, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, but uh, you know, here it was we a have. Shoe, Cole. <laughs> it was a shoe. <laughs> it's a shoe. It was a shoe. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, we, we've got hatred being real impressed about it. Like, oh, gee, nifty! Like riding along, complimenting Brock on the grass on the compound. <laughs> Lush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the uh, and again, this is all once you realize this is an act. Like you know, like I'm going to treat your arch. I'm give him breakfast in bed. Yeah, uh, like this ends up making king. a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah, it's like charming, but it's also like it's psychological warfare in a way that has a little <laughs> bit of depth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is where he does the thing where he's like, oh, you're not going to be like interrupting my book clubs. by," And he's just like, none of that amateur hour shit, you know, um, th- he's been doing this for a long time. It doesn't have to be unpleasant for either of us. Mm-hmm. You know, I know the difference between arching and real life. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Which is hilarious because like, this is a job. How do you make money doing this? I got a question for you guys. I was thinking about what is uh, princess tiny feet? Is she a villain or is she just like a person who happens to be dressed like the land of lakes? I, I think she's a, I think she's a themed human. I feel like she's like a, a hanger on, right? Like she just like hangs out with villains without doing any villainy her, to herself. Like, cause okay. we see her later. Like he, I think he, doesn't he deliver her to, or pick her up yeah. from some other villain's house or something that she's kind of yeah. having some weird sexual relationship with. Like, I feel oh, like, yeah. like she, she like, would just be hanging out with Andy things. Warhol on the side. Yeah. <laughs> but why does she dress like the Land O'Lakes, uh, yeah. you know? I, this is a butter creature. It's a woman. It's drawing. A, yeah, a, a woman. It's, a, it's a woman. It's, a, it's an indigenous woman. Butter creature was a field on campaign for the eighties. Uh, to retire. Yeah. Like, what do I feed you? Trying to make the trying to make the butter more edgy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like she Put doesn't do any on her. 
they don't do any villain. She doesn't do any villaining or heroing. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of like has sex with Manta Claus and shit. She's just she's just real inert. I think she yeah. She's basically just a prop for hatred, which man, yeah. not not the best, but also yeah, you know, it originally just a joke about that that guy in the Starbucks looking at foot porn. Yes, yeah. I couldn't stop myself from looking this up, and I just want you to know that Lando Lakes called her the Butter Maiden. <laughs> Just oh. want... <laughs> that's the word i was looking for land yeah. lake says bye to butter maiden come on <laughs> oh man bam code stop making them do dlc for dark souls 3 already <laughs> of the butter maiden um the second phase is the land lake's butter creature <laughs> um we we cut over to the monarch moving stuff into into his house uh 21 asked him to sign a card for 24 revealing who got stabbed mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the last season. Yeah. Uh, and they, they do, they do it twice in this episode where they just draw a line on the in- inspiration. Like the monarch goes, Oh, the one who talks like Ray Romano. And then later they draw attention to uh, Dr. Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. How she dresses. It doesn't bug me, but I just noticed it. When I, was yeah. I was like, Oh, they're leaning on that joke a couple times. It's, it's way funnier with Dr. Girlfriend's. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great Jacqueline Onassis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, just, just very sweet. Oh um, man. The, uh, and uh, you know they, they decide they're going to keep them separate. The the henchmen are going to live in the cocoon, which will orbit the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they demand that, but the moppets. Uh, Doctor Girlfriend wheedles uh, the monarch into letting the moppets stay because he says that the other henchmen have been teasing them because they're different. <laughs> God, I just I I love or just saying like oh they're picking fights and whatever. No, they're stabbing yeah. people, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like absolute monsters. And but, I love them bringing in their little cat bed to live at the foot of the. Oh my oh god, dude, that is one of the best jokes ever. <laughs> the, the co-sleeper. <laughs> yeah, that's too good. I uh, I rewatched uh, The Office recently, and I forgot that like Michael Scott has to live on one of those. <laughs> When he goes with Jan, they give him a little bed at the little, oh, yeah. show for a second. He's got a little bed at, like, at the foot of the bed. Over here's the plasma screen. Uh, uh. <laughs> like, um, uh, but, but Monarch, you know, there are 20 different rooms in this house. Don't You don't have to sleep at the foot of our bed. <laughs> I also love that the Moppets, like, because Dr. Girlfriend kind of tells uh, the Monarch, like, oh, they came to me crying, said that 24 picked a fight with them or something. And I'm like, 24? Yeah. <laughs> Even Monarch is like, no, I can't really yeah. see that. <laughs> yeah, she's like, can you believe it? And he's like, 24? No, I can't believe it. The, just the, um, way, the way that they play her like a fiddle. It's so good. <laughs> Whatever their end game is, their weird sexual end game. <laughs> You know, like I saw mom's panties. Yeah. They were white panties. You know, like they're <laughs> those horrible little perverts. Um, oh, Back over at the compound, Hatred is running uh, Dr. Venture through a questionnaire about allergies and drug interactions and also asking yeah. him to rate various spider and poison related threats. <laughs> yeah, for being scary. And I love, I just love Rusty's overness. He's like, hand grenade. You know, uh, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah two. <laughs> just doesn't give a shit. Uh, this is great. Um, as he's he's leaving, you know, uh, he's like, "It's such an honor to be working with you," and then pulls a gun and shoots him in the gut. Uh, Brock is about to destroy Sergeant Hatred, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just a rubber bullet. And I I really like James Urbaniak's performance here mm-hmm. of just writhing and making noises on the ground. <laughs> Because he's been shot bleeding in the gut. out, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big puddle of blood. Here's the thing about rubber bullets; they're still made of metal. They're, they just have a coating on them. Yeah. They're to be bounced I mean, off they, of a surface. Yeah. At the uh, at the time when this came out, I think yeah. that the idea was rubber bullets would just bounce off you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, it was before yeah. we understood that they were less lethal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Before like <laughs> Portland got set on fire every night during the summer and cops came and shot people with bullets all the time. We yeah, understood that they yeah. killed people and made them blind and shit. Right. Um, yeah. It was yeah. just 80, 86th and non-lethal. We're going full nerf on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had already pulled the punch and it ruined him. Like, oh, your gut shot. Okay. He's a bleeder. It's a private schwa. To, to come and get the uh, thing. All of his henchmen are named after uh, like non-specific keys on a keyboard. <laughs> like schwa and tilde mm-hmm. and stuff. Which is great. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't even pick that up. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the monarch doesn't want to go to Hatred's party. Uh, so he's like, no, I'm just going to sit here and look at the, the Facebook. Look, you know, look at it for a new arch. And we see some preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stuff coming later this episode. Uh, we see Dr. Dugong. 
um, Dr. Quim shows up and then Professor Flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, I don't, we don't actually see Professor Flowers, but those other two show up. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Dr. Dugong is like my secret favorite character in all of this now since I finished season <laughs> seven. Gone, like the way, gone, gone <laughs> <laughs> the way that that, like they just kind of, cause we're going to see him like pop up a couple of times in future episodes. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. just, the way that it all wraps up towards the end is just fucking hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> Just, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> just the way that this offhanded plot of like an episode that most people would have just, you know, filed away. Like, ah, oh, there you go. Nope becomes a major motivating factor in season seven. <laughs> like a big part of yeah, season seven. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Good, good job, boys. Yeah. Uh, so Dr. Girlfriend go, you know, goes to leave. And as uh, Monarch's flipping through the, uh, the, the book, he you know, starts fantasizing, oh, Rusty is, you know, talking to him through the book. Uh, then he realizes, oh, I'm actually hearing, hearing the voice. The Ventures got the wrong address. They stopped by, uh, they, they stopped by the Monarch's house uh, uh, unaware. Uh, and knowing that Rusty is going to the party, uh, Monarch's like, oh, okay, I'll go. I'm gonna get some arching in on the side. Yeah, I love I love these like you can't miss it. It's the one with the gigantic H on the yard. <laughs> like, we never actually see that, but I, I like yeah. the branding. Um, so we we go to the party. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of a bad party mm-hmm. uh, as a as a a plot device. Um, all the stuff like the parlor games are very fun. I love uh, Brock in the section. Like everything about a shitty party is funny to me. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's, uh, he shows up with his family. Sergeant Hadrick calls him out for bringing the boys, the beautiful, beautiful boys. He can't be within 50 feet of them. And, uh, Rusty is about to leave because of this. And then the monarch shows up and, and says like, Hey, I've got a whole henchman full. Uh, I got a big floating rumpus room <laughs> you know, nearby with, with guys with nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, setting up another really fun, you know, I like, I like, uh, I like the boys with the, uh, the henchman yep. that shows up. <laughs> they're, they're yeah, just, absolutely. They're all kids. You know, and yeah. uh, Brock is concerned about this, but, you know, it's like, oh, stop your whining. He's been clipped. He's harmless, which is a brutal thing to say in front of somebody. <laughs> been clipped. Yeah. Ben you got, you clipped. That is so mean. <laughs> yeah. like, and then he gets um, distracted. Ooh, shrimp. And just Monarch seething hatred at every single thing that he does. Oh, he's eating all the cocktail shrimp. I hate people who do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 21 tries to put the kids to bed at eight, but they ain't falling for it. No, no, uh, so they end up having fun because yep. yeah, they're, they're friends. Like they just don't, <laughs> don't admit it yet. Yeah. Um, I like the decor in Sergeant Hatred's house a lot That's so of good. him being like a conservative shithead, <laughs> uh, like, like a big picture of Richard Nixon and the Confederate flag and shit in the basement. Like <laughs> he's kind of like the dad in American beauty. Yeah. Uh, like you have like a Nazi. It's like that, but for Confederate shit. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's also mixed yeah. with Princess Tiny Feet stuff, so there's all kinds of like uh, Southwestern art and stuff up there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, really well designed. Uh, I don't and know, this doesn't that... really have anything to do with anything, but uh, I rewatched Silence of the Lambs recently, and mm-hmm. the the killer Buffalo Bill uh, never had picked up on his entire house being filled with Nazi paraphernalia. Like he's got a he's got a swastika like blanket on his bed. That's just, that's that's super where do you buy weird. one of those? <laughs> it's also a, a thing where uh they don't really spend a lot of time on it yeah in the in that thing it's like you know you can you imagine buffalo bill just being like listen i wanted to be the nazi killer but no <laughs> they had to concentrate on the human skin uh, like uh yeah, yeah. um I, I should watch that again mm-hmm. i remember enjoying that movie even yeah. though I remember it's the good. jogging scene at the beginning lasting like 20 minutes. Is that true or is it, is it less fast? It, it's, it's over pretty quick, but it, it's just, it's real slow music and credits while it's playing. Mm. So like, it feels okay. like it goes on, on forever. We're, we're all into the Hannibal cinematic universe right now. We watched gotcha. Manhunter or Mindhunter, mm. Manhunter, Manhunter, whatever the Michael Mann movie from the eighties is yeah. <clears throat> with, uh, the villain from X-Men two playing Hannibal Lecter, just hilariously yeah, yeah. bad. Brian Cox. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Cox. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I watched all those. I got into those books as well. Like it's some yeah, of the yeah, only we're, like we're... big popular fiction I read. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's some good shit. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to do a Hannibal podcast? Let's do that. We'll just do all the same branding and stuff, the same theme song. <laughs> <laughs> see how see how long it takes for people to notice we're talking about Hannibal instead of <laughs> change a couple of names around. It's basically the same. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah. So the, uh, uh, you know, the, the party goers, they're doing the game where you have a celebrity name on your back, 
uh, and you have to, other people have to give you clues to guess what you are a time for fun. <laughs> uh, you know, and this is, this is really cute. And this is also a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've played this in team building shit and like offices and jobs. And I think this yeah. is fun. Um, there's that, uh, inglorious bastard scene. Yeah. This, that's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some, some of those are hard. I don't know how I could get somebody to understand that they were Mark Knopfler without saying the band name. <laughs> yeah yeah uh mark knopfler the, like that was just them doing a music oh of course you know being the creators being music wanks um <laughs> dr girlfriend uh is uh jack jacqueline onassis <laughs> so uh you know she's modeled after she's talking to uh vain gloria uh who's <laughs> trying to give her hits and yeah. Uh, yeah i like this a lot like me uh, very cute. <laughs> uh, monarch uh just the just oh god the passive aggression or just outright aggression between the monarch and rusty um where monarch monarch is just telling telling rusty what he thinks of him like oh you're useless <laughs> you're you know you're you're nothing you're coasting your, on your father's money and reputation and there's just like a good like cheap shot political joke in there i'm george bush mm-hmm. hitler did yeah. it was hitler's dad famous <laughs> <laughs> the joke about this is uh you know he's like so you just you'll never amount to anything you should just drink poison he goes oh my socrates son which is funny but i love when you find out where i hear and he's like so close so like to close. him all those <laughs> sweet sense, those sweet sense. <laughs> oh god and brock, uh, brock is harry dean stanton i love your yeah. work and fire a walk with me but most people know you from <laughs> Well, he just and he quits. Like yeah. again, Brock is Brock yeah, is great. He just pulls it off and wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking to the uh, the mentalist. Yeah, uh, this guy or the egoist. The egoist is this uh, this guy who only gets lines in this one, but shows up as a background character tons. Mm-hmm. Um, in the original conception for Sergeant Hatred, they used to uh, have him be a like a mentalist character. Yeah, and a precog and hang out with these two precog guys mm-hmm. that show up here. So like really early on. Yeah. He's a very different character. <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, this great, this, this little bit with Dean uh, where uh, 21 puts him up mm-hmm. towards cheering up on 24, who's getting a blood transfusion, and he goes in as Patch Adams. Um, I'm always down for, for a Patch Adams uh, well, thing. The healing power is of laughter. Like, yeah. Yeah. That dude in real life, uh, I watched a documentary on that guy in college. That guy fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, sucks still. Like, like I, I heard a, yeah. a there there like yeah, yeah there was like an interview with him on the David Pakman show like a year ago or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, just, just still out there doing stuff and not yep. not great. Just, just talking about how uh, you know mental health is only about attitude. Yeah, you just need to put on a, a happy face. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. Jesus. I love this as a prank. I love like 24 hours. Like, I hate you. Uh, just like very fun. Oh, I mean, it's just like, if you know, your friend's got a real boring, boring story in them. You, 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 you sick them on another friend who hasn't heard that or like, or, you oh, know, sure. it's just like, Oh, it's, it's, it's like, it's like Will with the, uh, with, with, with yeah, the, uh, out of the keys one. Like any of the things you can just tell Will to just repeat on the time. Or the, or Are you doing that loose traveler bit again? No, oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me introduce you. Let me go get on him. I'll be right back. Trust <laughs> me, how you've memorized the fast part of that blues traveler song. <laughs> that was out of bounds. I shouldn't make fun of him when he's not here to defend himself. No, you should. Like, it's oh, like, okay. He does it to you all that. the time, so don't worry That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a wall. There's, there's yeah. supposed to be a wall there. <laughs> yeah, it's a one-way wall. It's like a mirror. Um, Hank and uh, so at, now they've distracted mm-hmm. 24. Hank and 21 are going in to check on Tim, Tom, and Kevin. Like 21 is asking for, for Hank's help mm-hmm. doing this, which never really goes, goes anywhere, right? Right, uh, you know. And he's just like, Oh, you're afraid of those little guys, you know. Uh, and he's like, No, no, like, act seriously, they're they're horrible, you know, they're like these little spider monkeys with knives. Uh, I think they're watching a porno, but they're watching 21's DVD copy of Nell, which again just puts this like right in the the pocket for me. And then they also think they're watching a porno because yep. of the part where like Tim Tom and Kevin's like, Chicken, fuck this shit. Uh, it's like very funny because uh, Nell is mostly uh, Jodie Foster walking around a cabin yelling Chicka Pay for almost the entire movie. Yep. <laughs> They also uh, they get to see uh, Schindler's dick. Yeah, during this as well, as they, yeah. they mentioned they, they they pulled the punch. They uh the, the initial line was going to be Dark Man's dick. Uh, but uh, yeah. they they thought Dark Man would be a little bit too obscure. Yeah, 
Jesus. Yep. You do get to see a Liam Neeson's uh, Wengo mm-hmm. in uh, Nell. It's, you get to see Jerry Foster yell Chickapay, mm-hmm. and you get to see uh, Liam Neeson's dick before he was like an action guy. Yeah. Um, what was with the 90s? Because like that came out right around the time we got uh, um, Gary, Oldman, uh, Gary Oldman's dick in uh, The Scarlet Letter. A lot of weird Irish dicks in the early 90s. Yeah. Man, you, you guys had a totally different Pause and Toss website than I did. <laughs> we subscribed to, to Dr. Skin, who is Mr. Skin. College didn't only give us specific celebrities. Uh, he, uh, but uh, they, they, uh, they changed the channel to a closed circuit camera. And uh, notice the the being spied on. Yes, uh, so that's gonna be a uh, sweet infinity shot. Yeah, the the, the starts a Scooby Doo chase uh, between them. Um, uh, Sergeant Hatred is taking the Monarch down to the Rumpus Room slash R and D lab. We don't get to see the mm-hmm. War Room, which is unfortunate. Uh, and you know, Hatred again, he knows what he's doing, but he's you know showing off like the dark guns and stuff to the Monarch. You know, trying to you know uh, brag brag on him about how great his technology is. Monarch's like, oh yeah, we got similar stuff. It's all just repainted versions of Hatred stuff. Yeah, he yeah. has like, the exact same stuff because they've just been stealing from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is for plot. Then to show him his, his fresh invention, this micro explosive explosive. He plays it on the base of someone's spine and does a targeted little mini explosion. Yes. You know. So Monarch steals it in order to kill uh to take out both his enemies, to frame Sergeant Hatred and to take out Dr. Venture. Yeah. Uh yep. <laughs> Rusty will not let Charlene go. Um, <laughs> doctor wife, doctor girlfriend is like, no, we didn't do anything. In the commentary, they talk about like just we have to always do this because people always think that they slept together in that episode when they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Which we we see, like we see her inject him yeah. with the, the chrysalis stuff and then he passes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's so weird the fandom's just like, oh man, but she probably sucked his dick after he passed out. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand why why they're invested yeah. in them actually consummating their uh their non-love. Yeah. yeah. Um I, I do love real confident and shitty Rusty though. Like just being completely confident oh. in his in his in his own abilities and, and Dr. Girlfriend just like completely checked out. Like nothing happened. <laughs> nothing yeah. happened. It's just <laughs> sick of dying the world max to greatness. The uh yeah. Um, I love that. I love this Brock beat. Rusty goes to find Brock and he's just like in a den. He just let himself in. He's like, what are you doing? Watch this PBS documentary on giant crossbows. Why? I don't know. It was cool. <laughs> which, is, which is the reason you would watch that. Yeah. yeah. And then, like he tries to get him to leave. He's like, uh, I don't know. They're going to fire it. I got to see what that looks like. Yeah. I really want apparently to see him fire that crossbow. Yeah. Apparently, this is a real uh, documentary about um, Da Vinci. Yeah. Who uh, did designs for a giant crossbow that they decided to build. <laughs> Which I'm kind of surprised that uh, Doc and Jackson didn't make a Da Vinci giant crossbow villain mm-hmm. back in like the orb days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess I, that, that that's portrays I don't really know when Da Vinci lived. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say like, I, like that, I that's no like the nineteen twenties. <laughs> like yeah, I had no fucking clue, man. Da, da Vinci could be you could tell me Da Vinci was alive and I wouldn't believe it, but if you told me twice I'd believe it. So Yeah. <laughs> if you insisted. Yeah. Brock just can't be bothered because, you know, just he knows he knows that this is just the game. Like, oh you're 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 safer here than anywhere else because you know, nobody would touch you. The guild has a code, right? Um, yeah. Hatred walks in and, uh, you know, he just he, he wants to bring Rusty back out because like, oh, it's your party. Uh, but he there's a there's a beat here. where like, oh, did you leave this door open? My cat got out. Uh, apparently yeah. it's a gigantic it's like a cat. cat. It's huge. And we never get to see Sergeant Hatred's gigantic cat. I want to see yeah, this I want yeah. to see this huge, weird-looking cat that even like has Brock shook a little bit. Like, yeah, I it was, it was a costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also uh, really well observed joke uh, when they go back out and they're playing charades and Rusty is just doing a bird, uh-huh. and everyone's making bird guesses, uh, <laughs> and the answer is just birdie. Like I've been in that charade section mm-hmm. uh, or that, that situation. That's very fun to me. Like I love the it's birdie. Like the, <laughs> it's birdie. Like that that uh delivery is great. He's been doing doing the same thing for five minutes and he didn't tell yeah. them it was one word. 
<laughs> well, that kind of shit, like that charades, like is uh-huh. very easy to get frustrated. Like I love charades actually. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a really fun party game. Yeah. But it's very easy just to be like, you gotta tell me how many fucking syllables it is. Yeah. If you or like doing win, loser, draw or pictionary with somebody. And it's like, you have to start drawing a different shape because I'm not, obviously not fucking getting it. Yeah. No. You know, you have to try something different. Yeah. Run into um, that when we do blather around on Jackbox. Between yeah. this and the, you liking the, the, the name, the person, the celebrity sticker thing where you have to guess the celebrity, you go to some lame ass parties, man. I, I like a fun the... Guy, right? Here's the thing is I don't <laughs> parties. I have, have had work parties. And then mm. in my real life, all the parties I go to are concerts. Yeah. So the okay. like shows. So if if I'm gonna be doing a thing where like people talk to each other, uh, it's been at work. If people are sitting in a basement listening to music, I had a, it's been a party. I had a real culture shock. Uh, it was like a holiday party that my boss, like one of one of the owners of the company that I used to work for, threw, and like I showed up and it was like a party that had a schedule. It was and mm. like you know, like courses and the meal. And then like, here's the time for this activity. And then the kids are going to play some music or whatever. I, I think it was like a money thing or like a weird person thing because like that. I, you know, was talking about this, like, Oh, you're talking about an open house. That's not a party. Like, no, yeah. you just have people over and you drink and talk. Oh, it's an open house. That's not a party. Am I, yeah, am yeah, I wrong? I, am I, am I describing something from, from, from the moon? You're, you're describing something horrifying. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All of these parties I, yeah. sound like they're lame. Where's yeah. the beer? <laughs> call me. I guess I'm just a big lame because mm-hmm. if you uh, if it had beer <laughs> but there were like games, I'm into it. I mean, I like doing a thing at a party. I hate the just kind of like I'm gonna just kind of go from conversation group to conversation group, just kind of wander around no. with a beer. Like I need something, a fire. You know, yeah. I need I need I need there to be a central thing to look at. Mm-hmm. or listen to you well because eye contact uh, is intolerable yeah but yeah like you know, just, I'm just gonna sit there in a the kitchen and look at somebody and talk to them and i'm gonna ask where you went to school like that, that shit sucks <laughs> entire ass like it is so boring to be at a party with strangers where everyone is just telling each other what their jobs are yeah yeah like that's a boring party <laughs> oh we gotta talk about your kids Go to fucking hell. Like, <laughs> and you, you probably like it because you guys are talking about homeowner shit. Like, you go there and talk about <laughs> My friend Zach had a housewarming party when I went and visited him in New York. I was in New York for like four days. I spent one of them at this party where I watched him tell 10 people about his dryer. I'm not fucking joking. It was, it was from Korea and it made a little song yeah, and it no, was done. I got and he told the exact same story to like a bunch of people. And I'm like, who are you and what did you do with my friend? Yeah. This I, is, like, I can't believe you guys are like, oh, yeah, games are boring i'd much rather talk about yards and garages structure is boring is the thing <laughs> tell you what i've got a dryer it's from korea it's a samsung and it does play a little song when it finishes that's not interesting Cole. content is boring hey hey cole yeah cole there's a there's a 50 dollars sensor you can get to put inside your dryer that sends a push notification to your phone when the clothes are dry just, just, just putting that out there Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like, cool, dudes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in case you're in a hurry to fold your clothes. Something uh, happens when you, when you make a kid or you buy a home. I just <laughs> it just kills you. <laughs> Ten minutes away from finding out that Gary is like the cornhole king of uh, Portland or something. I to roll up on the yo-yo and do uh, 17 levels of tricks <laughs> to blow everybody away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's more yeah. of a Midwest thing, though. The, the the cornhole at the party, or the or the ladder ball, or whatever. Uh, th- that is yeah. fun. Yeah. I, I I I go in for a toss game. Oh, that I, that's an okay. Uh, that's an okay activity. It's either that or eye contact and dryer. Talk. No, because it's just out there. Like what I don't like is the person getting up and being like, "Oh, I'm the maestro. I'm going to conduct this party." Fun. Yeah, yeah I, like, I don't necessarily like that. But if somebody's no. like, "Hey, does anybody want to play this?" Uh-huh. and like some people are like, "Yeah, let's fucking put on Jackbox." Or yeah, like, if it's good, if it's available, that's fine. Band. Yeah, dude, I am. Well, what's that, the that is when I'm available out. and like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Cole? What? Like, were you constricted <laughs> into doing it? Were you forced to? Like, it sounds like there was a schedule, but did somebody make you do it? I, I mean, I, otherwise, I would have been sitting in a room alone. <laughs> I guess you could have watched a documentary on crossbows. Yeah, I could have. Yeah. Um, 
the uh well people write in tell us about your favorite and least favorite kinds of party are you i like hanging out in the kitchen that's where the drinks are come on uh, backyard at the very least because you can at least look at something and you can pee <laughs> in the kitchen you have to go find a bathroom oh you can there's dude, a sink I, right that's there, a custom dude. blend of grass i don't need your urine all over it okay <laughs> <laughs> Don't care about what type of grass you have. If you're going to piss on the oldest person in this conversation, if, if you're going to piss on the lawn, then uh, at least have the, uh, the the good sense to spray paint it green because you're going to leave a spot. Yeah. Well, if you spread yeah. the pee, because the the part that turns gets a spot is only the part that gets too much urine. Mm. The part in the corona around it gets just the right amount of urine. Mm. You'll notice this if you notice a place where dogs pee on lawns. Oh, because then it gets greener. Like really yeah. vibrant. The, the and then the center will be brown. Yeah. So let's say what you got to do is you got to stick your thumb over it and then like just water the entire grass and it'll be more lush. Mm. Okay. Know? God, can't wait for Kira to show up at my next party with a stinky thumb and a box of text categories or some shit. (laughs) I want to play Dry Gary's Thumb. Also, (laughs) (laughs) oh, God. Uh, I I, I do, getting back to the episode, I I like when uh, Monarch jumps back up and he's like, I'll show you how it's done. And and I can't even remember the movie that he was getting, but like, she, uh, she gets electric boogaloo like instantly. That's uh-huh. what it is. Uh, like he, mm-hmm. she just nails it, and like when the very few times that uh, I play party games, and usually they're not at parties, they're just like you know two people over or something. Uh, me and Autumn aren't allowed to like play taboo together because we just know each other so well. Mm-hmm. They won't put us on the same team. So I've, I've, I've I really like that little yeah, yeah. In, that, that, inside that, that the general relationship. Is really is really fun. Like I, my friend Austin mm-hmm. and I uh, are undefeated in uh, Pictionary. Like we, we, we have that going on and we're both like relatively talented artists who can do, go quick. Uh, lots of board games I'm horrible at, but that one, we also got broke up because mm. it was just like too, like a fun feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, so he, uh, at this point he, he says something, you know, the doctor, Sergeant Hatred says no talking. And even though they got it, he doesn't give them the point. And I love this <laughs> bit where Monarch starts doing a villain speech. And he's just like, we're all super villains here. <laughs> We've like, heard that speech a thousand <laughs> times. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> Uh, uh, to 20, 21 and Hank, uh, they run in. Uh, Dean's gotten through to twenty four. Uh, <laughs> this is the second time we've heard the story about twenty uh, four's dad marrying his ex girlfriend. Very funny. <laughs> Dean says uh, it's practically yeah, a Greek myth. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, Tim, Bob, and Kevin are stalking uh twenty uh twenty one, uh, and Hank with uh, the radar locator. Um, and they get outside, they end up running, they join forces, 24, 24 has to get up and run. His pancreas is open back up. <laughs> um, one thing I like, I like this episode. I think that the stuff where the, the boys are hanging out is fine. The stuff yeah. with the mop is chasing them and stuff is a little bit like, I don't know, yeah. uh, maybe a little bit weaker for a B plot. Mm-hmm. It's it's too much moppet. Like there's yeah. too many. You, you cut back to them being like comically evil, and it's all of the things I hate about the moppets. Like the moppets are at their best when they're kind of simping for Doctor Mrs. The girlfriend, and not mm-hmm. when they're like maniacally killing people. So. Mm-hmm. Just them wanting to kill twenty one and twenty four for no particular reason. Yeah, yeah, it's not that interesting. Yeah, like it made sense at the start because they were asserting their dominance, but yeah, yeah, they've got their dominance. Mm-hmm. They put one of them in the hospital. Yeah. Um, they recognize the sound. They're trying to figure out what it is. And I was like, oh, is that Pac-Man? And they, they do the ending sound. It's like, no, when Pac-Man's just going forward, it's more like, hung, 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 hung. Uh, very cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But when they realize it's a, a tracker, uh, they take off their suits mm-hmm. to trick the Moppets. Yes. And the Moppets savagely stab the costumes, which are just hanging up on a hedge. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, 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 the chase continues until the plots uh, kind of collide. Um, outside on the deck... <laughs> Dr. Girlfriend is, you know, talking with hatred, just basically trying to like set the monarch up with a new arch, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I've heard that you can just, uh, you know, you, you, could, you could actually arch Dr. Consummate like he used to be a sidekick or whatever. Like, God, he is not interested at all. And the monarch takes his frustration on this out on her because he, he sees that she's smoking. Uh, and I love this line. When did you start smoking? Uh, 1989-ish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other line is is hatreds when he's like, I'll just say it. The three-pack-a-day voice? <laughs> yeah, I'll just say it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, but he, this is, you know, the low-key theme of the monarch just 
losing his temperature temper and being totally shitty to his wife mm-hmm. and girlfriend mm-hmm. you know there's not tons of growth on that like that basically continues for the whole series yeah yeah um the growth on her part um you know hatred is you know this is the first outward sign that he's just doing this to get under the monarch's skin mm-hmm. you know it says like, hey, you need to relax i i know when she was with phantom limb he could get her relaxed mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and he you know he takes exception to this he's like i know just what'll relax you get undressed and that's our our commercial cut yeah uh, it turns out they're gonna take a soak in the hot tub yeah a lot of nude hot tubbing in this yeah yeah, I mean, good. you don't bring swimsuits to a party. I mean, maybe maybe Gary does, but I I don't bring swimsuits to a party. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't bring them to a party. But if there's a hot tub, like, and mm-hmm. what <laughs> shit, shit, dude? Like, if it's summertime, I keep if it's summertime, I keep the trunks on the car. I, I don't know. Yeah, or I'll, I'll I'll go if I'm at a party and there's a hot tub. I'll go in a, in a hot tub in my boxers. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Like, it's not they're not made for it, but they're not going to get hurt by it. It's I just suppose. water. Yeah, you know. <laughs> But um, no, no, I, 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 love, I love a hot tub. But okay, yeah, so you guys are gaslighting me about what's fun. <laughs> no, like, it's not sure hot tubs. It's I, not, I mean, it's not I am definitely doing that. Combo, <laughs> no, no, the, the it's the, not sure opening technology, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do need a new garage door opener. The, the, the chain keeps coming loose. It gets stuck Shut halfway. Up. <laughs> yeah, well, I, found one the, I found one the other day that's uh, HomeKit compatible, so you can do it with your phone. Oh, oh shit. Cool. Your garage door opener. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't take it. I, I, hot tubs are good. I just did the, the, the nude hot tubbing that everybody just assumes they that Everybody feels very natural doing. I've never been in a situation where that has been, you know, where, where you throw, uh, let, let's, let's say, carrots in the stew without having some uh mesh netting around sure. it yeah yeah i i it, when yeah. i've go, gone to a party and there's been a hot tub and like people are naked in it mm-hmm. i'm never like what this needs is me <laughs> you know like <laughs> 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 add myself as an ingredient to that like just like, <laughs> like not in really in years but you know hatred is doing this kind of dominance play with monarch you know he's got him in the hot tub and monarch's kind of you know kind of uncomfortable or whatever and this is where he decides to uh to drop the dime on him uh saying you know like yeah. oh you know you can treat me like a doddering old man all you want but i know your henchmen have been robbing me blind uh, but i'm gonna get my revenge uh, you know, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna treat your enemy like a goddamn king. I'll make him breakfast yeah, in bed. Him breakfast in bed. Yeah. I, I love that line so much. I'm gonna make him breakfast in bed. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you can't do anything to him, but you can just make him watch and squirm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's they they point this out in the commentary, but it's that thing like someone's dating your ex. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that it's that same kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the the monarch says like, well, it jokes on you. I'm gonna take both of you out. I put that micro explosive on Rusty's spine. When he blows up, you're gonna get blamed for it since you're you're his arch and it happened in your house. You're gonna mm-hmm. get ejected from the guild. Uh, but uh, the problem is, uh, Rusty, his man Brock, told him he has to come out and socialize. <laughs> so he uh, unveils his his carrot and then gets into the, the tub. Yeah. What's he say? Like my my astounding intellect isn't the only thing I inherited from my father. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what do you think is going on with this ding dong, man? I mean, we see it uh, in the in the commentary version. It's just a ding dong. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't watch this on DVD. Okay. Uh, so I did not see, see the ding dong, but that, that is a move to just be up there like, okay, boys. Don't be jealous. Pick, pick your jaws up off the floor. Your <laughs> <laughs> weird move, man. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, cannot stand when you get around a dude that's completely comfortable and sometimes like a little aggressive about casual nudity. I just can't mm-hmm. fucking stand it. Like mm-hmm. it just, it, it, it weirds me out in a way that I can't describe. I'm just, yeah. I don't know if it's some weird like religious shame or something, but I just want to run from the room screaming every time it happens. Oh, yeah, like if this, yeah. like yeah, I, would, I, would, I would, I would just, Oh man. It, yeah, it has, just, it, just walking around. Yeah, it has all of the, uh, like all of the semiotics of a power play. Like I, I, I think that it feels like they are trying to assert some kind of dominance over the situation or a control. And I don't, I don't care for that. Mm. Yeah. I, I told this story before on podcast, but there's a dude who like one of my friends when I was in high school was friends with these like much older people who were all crazy drug people. 
who, you know, what I was adjacent to, like they weren't my friend's sphere, but they were friends of friends. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy in this group known as Bogle, which is the perfect name for this dude. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, we were over at that house at one point. And that dude uh, had previously a time when I wasn't there had exposed his dick. Uh, And, you know, as you wouldn't be in just a normal situation was not erect. Yeah. And then, uh, apparently came back in after like working himself into a boner to be like, see guys, I told you it's not small. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just like, I'm going to go get myself a boner and then come back in the room and let everybody know. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's fucking weird. And it's also just like, no, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go masturbate a little bit and then yeah. you'll see, then yeah. you'll see. I'll, I'll show you how drunk I'll show you how drunk I am. I'll hold that baby. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a grower. They exist. Yeah. And it just, it's just weird, you know, man, dick culture. Yeah. Like none of that stuff. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't, like I don't, I don't care so. for it. I don't care for it one bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even see. like, uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to run away from this podcast because we're talking about it. So yeah, much. yeah, it's a little too much. <laughs> I would just. Leave. I don't, don't want to see my dick. I, I, I want to put like a, a like. If I ever get cyber eyes, I'm going to get the implant that allows me to pixelate out my own genitals. So I just have to be like guessing. Just just get one of those things like you put over a cat or a dog's tail that covers up their butthole. Let's like put one of those yeah, on, on, on the like front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, a little modesty shield. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or just... underwear. I guess this is the way that we all come away from this as like never nudes. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we still like playing board games at parties. I mean, Colt has basically confessed that he's wearing a swimsuit at all times. So he's just ready. I'm not always wearing the swimsuit. If, if, that's, that's what I remember you saying. No, the, 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 trunks the, are always, the trunks are always in the trunk, you know? You always keep a change of clothes in your car. And if it's the summertime and there feasibly could be a pool, you have the trunks in your car. Come on. Level of prep. That was very really good. Um, when he, when Rusty sits in the, uh, hot tub, he does not do the speech from Austin Powers. No. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're very scared. Like yeah. they think he's going to blow up. Um, he doesn't do the speech. The countdown comes down and it just makes some bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he, he thinks he farted, which I, I know when I fart, like mm-hmm. I was confused by this. So I was like, sorry about that. It must've been the shrimp. And it's like, well, did you not, you did, feel a shrimp fart, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not, that's not the kind of fart you walk home from like no. you know that happened yeah but the chip was a dud um and yeah. you know i, I just it got sorted out by the the water oh yeah that's yeah, how that's I what I was about things. yeah it makes yeah. sense yeah but then of course uh, 21 and 24 run by in the background naked because they've taken off their suits echoing the line about the shrimp mm-hmm. they say help the shrimps have knives talking about you know yeah. kevin and tim tom and then smash the credits uh, figured yep. they the, the they figured, okay, we delivered the Sergeant Hatred speech, so we just have to end this and get out of here. Later, everybody. Blackout. A, a classic Venture Brothers. It's just got to end. Yeah. We ran out of episode to do. <laughs> um, we get our credits. Uh, kind of a long post-credits uh, scene. Um, we're 21 and, and Dean talking. You know, Dean saying how, or 21 saying how he always wanted to be a cabinet maker. <laughs> and uh, Dean giving him a pep talk. <laughs> I say follow uh, your yeah, dreams, yeah. even if they're about a giant spider with your father's head and he keeps trying to steal your penis. <laughs> Very good. I love Hank, like Hank getting naked. This is like the boys, you know, when uh, in the last season, when they were saying how the episode written by uh, Edmund mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, or Ben Edlund, was the boys were a little bit immature. Mm-hmm. They're pretty immature in this one. Yeah. Like the, the, the boys are real silly in this episode. Um, you know, Hank just got naked because they got naked and he thought maybe there'd be a water slide. <laughs> yeah. That's like you with your punks, man. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, as Rusty calls the boys away, Hater gets in one last little child muster joke to end the episode. Yeah. Asking if they want to stay at the Neverland ranch or what have you. Yeah. Got a basement full of video games. Mm. Yep. I got a pocket full of quarters and I'm heading to the arcade. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Kind of a, you know, not a great, note at the end but yeah yeah good up till that point i think did you yeah. did you mention that ben edlin wrote an episode of the venture brothers yeah he did uh viva los uh, muertos oh, okay. mm-hmm. oh the i did not know that <clears throat> that dude's it's all over supernatural so that's why, why i was yeah yeah they talk about how uh they couldn't get him to write uh you know that's the creator of the tick 
Um, that's how the Venture Brothers guys mm-hmm. met each other. And they, they were saying like, oh, you know, if anyone was ever going to write one, it'd be Ben. But at some point, like he just got famous and has a job that actual pays, actually pays money, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. opposed to what we're doing, you know. Um, yeah. And that is, that is the episode. Does anyone have any final thoughts? Yeah, this is a good one. Like all of the villains and the house party stuff um, really, really works for me. The Muppets less so, but the house party stuff is just so hilarious to me. Like having it be super awkward, having Brock completely checked out during it, um, <laughs> the, the monarch just monarching all over the place. Uh, just, just very, very good stuff. Yeah. Um, the, I, uh, go ahead. Sorry, Cole. So I'm, I'm <laughs> You're really all going to take a turn on interrupting Cole's <laughs> file box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I I really enjoy this the 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 impotent rage that the monarch has. Uh, you know, just try to again trying to get this uh, trying to get his arching in on the side, and just the revelation of hatred's uh, you know hatred's mo here. It's a very good and creative, you know, very good and creative dynamic for them to tap into that you know dating your ex kind of thing. I, I like that a lot too. Um, you know, all the things you said. The only thing that makes this not stand up higher. Uh, in my my estimation is there's an episode this season uh, the now museum now you don't yeah joke which does that party hangout vibe kind of thing with characters I like a little bit more mm-hmm. you know yeah. and I, I think mm-hmm. is a little bit funnier even though I think this one's great as well yeah like they're they're both good episodes to me and this season I tend to like the stuff that is less flashback focused and more you know what's going on currently focused yeah so. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about the buddy system with Gwen static. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, composer of our theme song. Be a good time. Uh, Jeremy, where can uh, people find you? Twitter. I'm always on Twitter, uh, at JG Greer. Um, I do another podcast on the network with Gary days of future cast. Y'all should, y'all should check that out. We're just about to start Avengers versus X-Men as a big arc. So it's be a good point to jump on to that. Um, and I do a supernatural podcast about the TV show supernatural and yeah. we're almost done with all 300 episodes of that show. Finally, oh, wow. it's been four fucking years. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. The name of that podcast is, uh, monster of the week. Yes. And it's, uh, you can find it everywhere at monster of the week. Cool. Nice. Yeah, it is indeed. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and you, you can help us out by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv to get episodes early and get bonus shows. You can also leave us ratings or reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict and tell your friends. You took, you took all of it, Gary. You see, you, you took all the admin. Yeah, I've just, just been doing it for a long time. It's very yeah. easy for it to just naturally do them all in a row. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess the only thing I have to leave them with is a big old go team venture. Oprah! Oh,